Good afternoon, Supers. Welcome back to the Entrepreneurs. I'm Super Joe Pardo, and I have, I mean, I had so many articles uh, that I wanted to to bring up today. Unfortunately, uh, there's just only so much time I can, I can live stream today, but uh, I'm going to be talking about, uh, I don't know what we got, like 10, 11, 13 different articles, plus a question that was posed in the comments uh, over the weekend on on the channel. So I'm looking forward to giving an answer to that question. But uh, but first, let's run through what we got today. Junk bonds extend drop amid default concerns is an Evergrande update. Uh, Evergrande punishes six execs who cashed out early. We'll jump into that article. Uh, the chip crisis is helping automakers and dealers do something that they've wanted to do for decades, which is this. Stay tuned for the answer to that. Burned out, uh, frontline workers are seeking out the lesser evil in their job searches. Apple plans to expand its footprint by more than 550,000 square feet in Los Angeles. Why getting to know, like, and trust you isn't enough. Why consumers and businesses will likely see higher interest rates. It has to do with a strong economy. Uh, that's uh, Let's see. These are the cheapest and most expensive states for running a business in 2021. Disney announces launch date for Genie Service. Kraft Heinz says people versus get used to higher food prices. Uh, U.S. economy plagued by worker shortages added just 194,000 jobs in September. And Southwest cancels 1,000 more flights as disruptions mount. The question I got was, where's Larry and why was he not with me uh, on Friday night doing the four new uh, episode or four new pitches uh, from Shark Tank season 13. I will get to that uh, answer in a bit here. First, let's jump over to Evergrande. Let me share my screen here. Bondholders didn't receive interest payments. This is from this morning at 10.39 a.m., uh, some holders of China Evergrande Group U.S. Do- U.S. dollar bonds with coupon payments due Monday said they have yet to receive them. The latest sign, the property developers escalating uh, or latest sign of the property de- developers escalating debt crisis. The investors said they hadn't received the coupons on the firm's 9.5 percent note due 2022 and it's 10% bonds due 2023 as of 5 p.m. in Hong Kong uh, requesting anonymity anonymity I'm not good at saying that anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak publicly there is a 30-day grace period before any mispayments would constitute a default according to at least one of the bonds offering memorandum uh, meanwhile, other Chinese developers sought to extend buy uh, payback dates on their debt or offer new bonds for old uh, for old as the fallout from from the Evergrande saga tightened market liquidity and high yield dollar notes from the country's issuers sold off. Modern Land uh, China Co. 
is asking for a three-month extension on a dollar bond due October 25th, saying in an exchange filing uh, that it's looking to improve its uh, liquidity and cash flow management and to avoid any potential uh, payment default. Uh, something Zinyan Zinyan Real Estate Co. has proposed paying just 5% of principal on a note due October 15th and swapping the debt for bonds in 2023. Fitch Ratings called the move uh, distressed debt exchange and downgraded the firm to a C. Uh, There's a whole lot more here in the article, as you can see. So I will link that down below. I want to jump over to this article, though, talking about the... Oh, I apparently don't have access to read it because I opened it up one too many times. All right, great. So uh, this talked about the Evergrande punishing the uh, investor... or I'm sorry, the execs that cashed out... Let me see, where is it at? Um, uh, Evergrande punishes six execs who cashed out early on the company's investment products while it faces a $300 billion debt. That's, uh, that's not good. And it's good to see that somebody's willing to take a stand and do some kind of punishment for that, um, going forward. You know, this whole this whole Evergrande thing, you know, it's still it's slow. It's like a a train wreck in slow motion uh, and and will probably take a while for it to play out and then for the effects to to play out, which is why I continue to say, like, let's let's keep monitoring the situation. um, But let's not panic just yet, because it's you know, there's still time for uh, somebody to step in and do something about it. Uh, from the from the Chinese government, uh, it looks like the let's see ever uh, these key developments here. Evergrande's audacious founder found uh, founder hunts for a way out of the crisis. Uh, credit anxiety is coming for your stocks. Uh, what to watch in China? Is this these these aren't articles? Evergrande creditors brace for battle of all, uh, on offshore assets and the looming bond payments. So. Uh, Let's see. Some Evergrande bondholders haven't received coupons due October 11th. So yeah, I, we're. I, I, I this isn't going to be all at once, and we're still going to continue to watch the uh, the developments here as they as they play out. But uh, anybody who you know, I, I'm I'm surprised at the uh, willingness to punish any any of the execs uh especially for you know cashing out uh any any amount of their stock in the company um i it's it's would you wouldn't see that uh you know punishments coming down uh in in many cases but here apparently they they thought it was a good idea let's see Let's move on to why consumers and businesses will likely see higher higher interest rates. Uh, it has to do with the strong economy. Uh, this comes out of the Philly, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, 
here. Why consumers and businesses will likely see higher interest rates, it has to do with a strong economy. With, uh, with economy, uh, economic growth spurred, inflation has started to climb, so the Fed has signaled that it might be time for interest rates to rise, which is a strong, you know, because they kept saying, like, pump the brakes, we're not going to increase the, we're not going to increase the, uh, the interest rates, it, it, things are going to stay strong, I, be, I believe, if I recall correctly, through 2024, and then they would see, you know, reassess. Uh, interest, interest rates may be going up. The Federal Reserve believes that the economy is in good enough shape that it is time to start weaning it off of the massive stimulus it has been pumping into the system. Is that good news? The answer, of course, is yes. Is the economy really in good shape? According to this article, yes, it is. Growth is strong. During the spring and summer, the percentage increase was the second largest on record, even better the level of activity now exceeds where it was in the pa- uh, when the pandemic hit. In addition, the nation's unemployment rate has plummeted, dropping nearly ten percent, po- uh, nearly ten percentage points since April 2020 pandemic peak. Uh, good or sorry, job gains are robust, and there are more job openings than the number of people unemployed. In other words, the economy is back, and the key, and that is the key, because the Fed has a dual mandate. Uh, maximum sustainable employment and stable prices. The maximum sustainable employment portion seems to be in sight, but stable prices, I'm not so sure. Strong growth coupled with high inflation point out the tensions in the Fed's mandate. Sometimes a rapidly expanding uh, economy can trigger price increases when you add a global supply chain meltdown to the robust economic activity you have a real con- uh, you have real consumer price problems inflation is running well above the fed's target of the average the 2% average so what does a good central bank do when the economy no longer needs its assistance and inflation starts showing its ugly head you raise rates and that is the path on which the the fed has embarked when the pandemic hit the uh, the economy crashed the fed used every tool at its disposal it lowered the rate it's uh the rate it controls the federal funds rate to uh near zero and all the other rates followed the fed also opened the liquidity spigot buying massive amounts of securities and it also uh, added more than four trillion dollars to its balance sheet and ultimately, the economy, one reason the stock market has surged is the enormous influx of funds wound up just not just in the economy, but in the financial markets as well. With the uh, recovery well established, it was time to rethink policy at the September meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee, the Fed's rate setting group. It was announced that if the progress continues broadly, as expected, the committee judges uh, that it, the moderation is the pace of the asset purchases may soon be warranted. In other words, the Fed is starting to get out of the economic support business. Uh, what does this mean for the average person? It means if uh, it starts the, with interest rates and spreads to the general economy, the purpose of buying securities was to lower the interest rates across the spectrum of assets uh, from very short-term, such as three-month treasury bills, to long-term, such as 30% or uh, fixed-rate 
mortgages. The Fed did a fantastic job, and the rates are still at or near historic lows. By reducing its asset purchases and most likely selling them some later, the Fed will be uh, ending the downward pressure on rates. So uh, this continues on and on. But uh, basically, I'm excited to see that they think – that the economy is is starting to wake up in a in a big way. Now w- the real test will be, you know, when we actually get to Christmas. Because um, my my concern is is that companies aren't going to be able to make their targets, uh, not because people aren't there to spend, but because they do not have the inventory to to be able to have people buy. So what I would be looking for. Other than to start going Christmas shopping now and not waiting till till December uh, is or even Black Friday for that matter uh, is I would be looking for uh, opportunities for you to uh, take advantage of, of before the the rates start to go up right like if the, if you had some you know if you if there's any opportunities you have to like you know if you needed that loan. Uh, it might be the time to to get it before the rates start to go up and then things start to increase. Uh, if you were, you know, if you needed to buy that vehicle for your company, if you needed to get that piece of equipment and you can still, you know, cash in and get that that low interest loan, it it might be time to to take that. To, it's still a bit of a risk because I I I see, um, you know, if we get out of this without another variant. That will be incredible. Uh, but even without another variant, I, I think we're still six six months to a year before things are really back to like this is you know all of all of 2020 and 2021 are are in the completely in the rearview mirror. Assuming that there isn't another another variant that pops up that uh, is either more dangerous or spreads faster or, or anything to that effect. So I you know as long as that's the case. I, I think you know in six six months to a year we could be um, we could be you know out 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 of the uh, out of the woods so to speak um, and and the thing is is you know it does when they change the interest rates and stuff it does not have the effect of instantaneous uh, it do, it doesn't all happen overnight right it takes time they change the rates the effect has to it, you know is felt over over time so. Uh, We'll have to wait and see how this uh, how this starts to shake out as we get closer to the holiday season. Muhammad, good to see you. Thanks. Says thanks for the latest Shark Tank commentary. You're very welcome. Uh, this Friday, actually, we have uh, another episode. Four more pitches. I don't have all of. Uh, I will be putting together a preview video for that. Uh, look for that probably Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, but uh, you know, had a lot of fun, uh, and I'm going to answer the question at the end here of where was the guy from Texas? Because I got that comment uh, in one of the one of the uh, on one of the videos asking where Larry was, and uh, I I want to I want to speak to that. So uh, so we we will. So here's a, a I don't know a fun article, I guess you will. Uh, these are the cheapest and most expensive states for running a business in 2021. So uh, let's see. The country's five least expensive states, Texas is number one, Oklahoma, 
Kentucky, Nevada, and Georgia. You know, the the Georgia one, um, I would say, kind of surprises me. But bec- knowing that the that Hollywood has been flocking, I mean, so many movies that we watch now has the Made in Georgia uh, logo at the end of the credits or or in it. Um, you know, I would say Georgia. You know, Georgia is uh, it's not it's not that surprising that uh, that that's there. Texas takes the top of. Uh, top of the list, thanks to its tax policies and utilities costs, the state does tax businesses with annual revenues above $1.1 million at a rate of 0.375%, but its corporate tax laws are considered to be among the friendliest in the country. I'm also surprised that Delaware isn't on this list, uh, given it's probably not far, considering so many companies, it's such a, a you know a friendly business state. So we're going to scroll down here. I think we're going to get to the top country. Yeah, top uh, top uh, top states in the country. Number one, surprise to no one, is California. Yes, they are uh, the most expensive state for running a business in. Number two is uh, my home state, <laughs> New Jersey, because, of course, Vermont, not one that I would necessarily expect to be on that list, uh, but it's not surprising. D.C., D.C. is very expensive. And fifth is Iowa of all places. Uh, I, I, I'm not. Let's see if they explain the. Uh, yeah, we get it. California is expensive. Uh, Vermont is something of an outlier on the ranking. The Green Mountain State is one of the least populous in the United States, which typically ex, uh, correlates with lower startup costs. However, the Approved.com study noted that Vermont has the second highest electricity costs in the country, and perhaps more notably, the ninth highest top corporate income tax at 8.5%. Wow. And they don't explain they don't explain the Iowa one at all. I'm I'm going to guess it maybe because they aren't very populous and they might have a high income uh corporate income tax rate, but yeah, I, the, that's one of the things where uh, it's it's interesting to see where is it most viable for you to put a business, you know, plan together and, and open up your business. And apparently, if you're thinking about opening a business, uh, you want to to look at Texas, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Nevada, and Georgia as your top five options for for running, uh, for starting or operating your business out of. What is up? I'm gonna guess. Is this is this Andre? Is that Andre there? I hope that's Andre. If that's Andre, what's up, man? I miss you. I miss you a lot. And we gotta we gotta get some PUBG in soon. Let's see. Uh next up. Disney announces a launch date for Genie Service. This has uh been a little bit of a controversy in the in the Disney community. Everyone that knows me well knows that I am a Disney head. And knows that I have a lot to say when it comes to Disney and Disney business, et cetera, et cetera. So fast passes are history. Disney has announced the official launch date for Disney Genie service, uh, along with the fast pass replacement service, Disney Genie Plus. Aside from offering some guests the option to bypass lines, the services will provide a variety of other features uh, other features on maximizing each visit to the park. The official launch date is 
October 19th, according to a post on the official Disney Parks blog, the app will, will work similarly to navigation apps on smartphones, available to all guests right inside the, the My Disney Experience app. Uh, the complimentary Disney Genie service offers new features that let you create the best Disney day. The, uh, the post says uh, states, these features include personalized itinerary creator that uh, effortlessly and smartly maps out your entire day, inspired by things that you uh, tell us that you love, uh, helping you make the most out of your park day. So the thing about this is Disney, you know, Disney uh, Genie Plus will also be available to purchase for 40 attractions. So you pay to, to skip the line instead of having like fast pass. You're gonna pay to skip the line, like each each of the lines. Uh, no, I'm 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 mistaken. I think you get up to so many lightning lanes uh, per day. I am kind of blanking on how how it works out. And but uh, finally, the the article says Disney Genie service will be available in Disneyland in California at a later date. So that is not available just yet. This is we're just talking about Disney World. Um, now in other, other countries, now, if you go to like Disneyland Paris, uh, or Disneyland, I think Shanghai there, you can actually pay for the individual fast pass. So like, Oh, you want to ride that ride? Cool. $5, $20, $30 per person to get that lightning pass the you know, the lightning lane thing, they or, or a fast pass to go, uh, right into the line to get right onto the ride. So basically, you know, what FastPass was, where it was free and available to all people uh, in the parks, is now history, or will be history, October 19th when they launched the service, uh, which is sad because, you know, I, I, I like FastPass. I actually have a number of paper FastPasses uh, in a drawer somewhere uh, for some of my favorite rides that we just never ended up using. And now they have the Disney uh, Genie in their service. So I, you know, originally I was under the impression that this was going to replace the, my Disney experience app, which would have been great. Cause that app is not very that great. Um, but no, apparently it's, it's inside of that app. So making that app even more bloated and more convoluted. <laughs> great. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Awesome. 10 out of 10. I, I apparently I did get it right. Uh, that is Andre. I'm ready when you are. Yes, we uh, we definitely need to jump on the PUBG bandwagon here. Kraft Heinz says people must get used to higher food prices in a surprise to no one. This is from the BBC. So, um, but they're talking across the board everywhere. Unlike in previous years, he said inflation was across the board. The cost of ingredients such as cereals and oils have pushed global food prices to a 10-year high, according to UN Food and Agricultural Organization. Uh, Kraft Heinz has increased prices on more than half its price in the U.S., its home market, and Mr. Patricio. Uh, oh, and Mr. Patricio admitted that it's happening elsewhere, too. I thought that we were talking Mr. Patricio was like some kind of uh, UK only brand or something. We are raising prices where necessary around the world. During the pandemic, many countries saw uh, production of raw materials ranging from crops to vegetable oils fall. Measures to control the virus as well as illness, limited output and delivery. 
the economies uh, have restarted the supply of these products and, and these products ha- hasn't been able to keep up with the returning demand leading to higher prices, higher wages and high and energy prices have also added to the burden of manufacturers. Uh, he says there's a broad range of factors. Uh, they, I mean, it's kind of repeating itself specifically in the UK with the lack of truck drivers and in the US logistics costs have also increased substantially. And there's a shortage of labor in certain areas of the economy. So your ketchup's getting more expensive. Everything's going to be getting more expensive. But that's not to say that prices won't come back down. In fact, I was just having this conversation with my dad yesterday. If you're listening, dad, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I as productivity goes up, prices will come down. As technology increases, prices will come down. Um, this this um, the pandemic really might just help surge the. Uh, the demand to increase, you know, robotics, um, automated, dri- you know, driving technologies, all these technologies that were probably, you know, yeah, we're maybe we're five years out, ten years out, and they and they keep kind of kicking the can a little bit further, a little bit further as they make incremental changes. Uh, those changes are going to come a lot faster uh, in the near future, you know, a lot, a lot sooner. Um, and a lot faster because you know we we they want to get the the you know profit margin back so increase labor costs and increase uh, resource costs those resource costs will come down the amount of people that will go back to work uh, will continue to go back up which will increase competition and in theory you know things will start to to come you know come back down to to earth uh, so to speak and get back to normal. But that still might be like, like I said uh, earlier, uh, six months to a year, maybe two years, depending on how things play out. And if a new variant pops, uh, rears its ugly little head, uh, that might be how long we're looking at to to get back to some kind of normal when it comes to pricing. Uh, Their interest rates, too, will will, uh, help help, kind of stifle some of that, that inflation. So in U.S. economy plagued by worker shortages added just 194,000 jobs in September. Friday's monthly data shows the, uh, the continued impact of the Delta variant and the critical shortage of workers. So following a disappointing August, the U.S. economy added a meager 194,000 jobs in September as a critical shortage of workers hampers the nation's Economic growth. The unemployment rate fell to 4.8% and from 5.2%. But you, you can't necessarily go by the unemployment rate because the unemployment rate, um, from my understanding, does not include it, 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 like once you, if your unemployment benefits run out, then you you are off that percentage. Like you're not considered or you're not added, you're not in that rate anymore. So it doesn't mean that you got a job. It just means that you ain't collected anymore. Uh, The Bureau of Labor Statistics said Friday, economists had been expecting an increase of 500,000 and an unemployment rate of 5.1%. This was quite a deflating report. The hope was that August was an anomaly, but the fact is the Delta variant was still with us in September. One optimistic interpretation is that COVID-19 case counts are receding, so future months should be stronger, but the reality is that we're just still in a pandemic. One positive 
in the report was the uptick in hourly wages, which rose by 0.6% versus estimates of 0.4% increase. Wage growth is a metric of which the market is keeping a sharp eye as it struggles to interpret the noise around skyrocketing price, skyrocketing prices, supply chain bottlenecks, and uh, what exactly it means for inflation to be transitory. Yeah, so we, um, so it is is disappointing. But as I've said many a times here on this show and and uh, on this channel, is that this. You know the the effects are going to be they're out right. So you know to to look at the month to month is is sometimes not a great picture of what's actually happening. And you you know it takes time for that to happen. Just just like the case the case counts in general, right? They the case counts um, at least in the beginning. I know there was a few people, a few of my friends who had the you know they had contracted the virus. And at like the beginning of the month, they got, uh, but they didn't know it. So by the middle of the month, they knew, and then they got tested, and then they got the results back. And it took a while; it took like six days or seven days to get the results back. And then they were told, "Oh, we're going to add your your number at the end of the month, <laughs> or at the beginning of the next month." So, it, 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 things don't always move. Just because we have technology doesn't mean that the things always move at the pace in which technology moves. I mean, if anything. Look at banks and how long it takes for you to move money from this bank to that bank or this uh, to, you know, for a check to get cleared and and all that stuff. So, um, you know, just because some things move at the speed of a click, not everything moves at the speed of a click. And especially when we're talking about an economy that is, you know, literally part of a world economy with billions of people, you know, seven and a half billion people uh, all tied into it. Uh, trying to 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 see like just because there's a spike here doesn't necessarily mean that it's the, the we're at the peak and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're we're not at the peak it's it, we have to wait and see uh, a little bit further so you know it just because something happened in August it doesn't mean that it's going to translate to September and when you're talking about hiring people you know I always tell my friends. You know, they're like, oh, I, I, I reached out. I tried all these different, you know, I, I uh, put my resume out there to so many people. I'm like, well, look, most businesses don't really like hiring people. <laughs> you know, if they don't have a dedicated HR department, which has other responsibilities other than hiring people, that, that business owner is probably not that crazy about the idea of like, yes, I get to wake up. I get to go read all these uh, resumes and like go through and like call these people up and then do the interview and all that stuff. So, and then when you, when you double up on the fact that the, you know, the businesses are like, well, now I have to offer $15 an hour or $16 an hour, $20 an hour, $25 an hour, uh, where I was only paying 20, 30% less than that. Not that long ago. Uh, they're even more hesitant. They need the people, but they need the qu- they need quality people so they can get the production up, uh, so that they could justify that added cost that they're bringing onto the company. Speaking of uh, added cost to companies, Southwest, Air- Air- Southwest Airlines cancels eighteen hundred flights, blaming weather and staffing. Southwest has canceled more than eighteen hundred flights over the weekend so far. The Dallas-based airline blamed the disruptions on air traffic control issues, bad weather, and staffing shortfalls. Other airlines that operate in the region reported far fewer cancellations, according to this article. 
man, I actually know quite a few people that have been stranded over the weekend um, and they were not able to do, you know, to do the things that they wanted to do because they were, you know, the Boston Marathon was today. Chicago Marathon was yesterday. Uh, there's like a bunch of marathons that have all the Broad Street run here in Philly, uh, I think, was yesterday as well. So there's a whole bunch of things that have happened uh, that are happening around the country and people are trying to get to them or get a, now get away from them or leave for them. And when you have these kinds of cancellations, uh, it, it actually is even more than that because the, the original article uh, said that it canceled a thousand more flights. And, and the article now states it's, it's canceled over 1800 flights, which is absolutely terrible. Um, that's what you know, one of the reasons why in yes, uh, last week I talked about, you know, United Airways was saying that, oh, we're going to have like 91% of our pre pandemic flights available. Well, that's cool. But like, we'll see if they actually sell them and if they actually are able to pull it off and not cancel it. So, uh, this, it does seem, this does seem to point the finger at Southwest having trouble paying the people, like keeping the people, paying the people to be able to have the staff and, and accomplish the goal of flying, you know, taking off safely and landing safely and, uh, you know, being able to conduct their business. So, uh, we'll see how that, how the, what the repercussions of that is. I've, I've flown Southwest many a times. I like, I like Southwest. I think they're, you know, a great brand. I've never to, I don't think I've ever really had a problem with Southwest. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they are, they are one of my favorites to, uh, to fly on and it's, it's heartbreaking. I'm sure it's heartbreaking to them, uh, to, to have to have that headline come out and, uh, and deal with that. So hopefully they can get things back on track here in the next, uh, I don't know, week, two weeks, three weeks, leading up to the holiday season, which hopefully will be a big boon for them. We'll see how, how, air, how airports fare uh, with, with if the staffing shortages are still, still a problem and if um, the airlines themselves uh, have the people to conduct those flights. Finally today, uh, where was the guy from Texas that I do my reaction videos with this, uh, this question came up. I forget who asked it in the comments, but he, uh, so the question, the question was, uh, where, where's the guy from Texas? And I really liked his vibe. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up because, uh, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth reading. Let's see. Uh, it was from KJ M P S nine, 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 Nine. Where's the dude from Texas? He brings a good vibe to the channel. Exclamation point. Larry absolutely does bring a great uh, vibe to the channel. And as do all my guests, I appreciate having every single guest I've had over the last almost year now that I've been running uh, the U- this YouTube channel uh, almost full time, almost full time as my main uh, one of my main responsibilities through day to day. And so the thing is, is uh, about a month ago, I started to look back at the data. You know, I, I always suggest people look at the data and then start to, you know, draw conclusions from the data. And then you can start to add up like, OK, what's the tough decision to make? And when I started looking at the data of the channel, the most popular videos, 
which videos get the most co positive comments versus negative comments, likes versus dislikes. Um, there was a common theme, and the common theme is is when I have guests on the show, there, there's a couple things that happen. And it's not, it, you know, I've talked to Larry about this. I've talked to Tim Gillette, and I've talked to some other people that I've had on the show as well. And when, how I came to the difficult decision to making, you know, decide to, to go solo going forward. Um, so let's start with some of the, the downsides. The downsides are when I have a guest, I can't control what the guest is going to say because uh, everything's done in live live time you know live real time there's almost no editing that happens in on my reaction videos um so i can't control what the guest is going to say i can't necessarily control what i'm going to say or how it's going to be perceived and what i mean by that is there's a video that i did with uh i think it was nate bailey uh it was the the scrun the scrunchy nightcap and the problem with that video, and I haven't taken it down because I, I, I generally stand by what I, you know, everything that I said in that video, but some problems, uh, you know, people have brought up problems of like, oh, you know, Joe, you're, you're smiling through the whole video and you're, you're making light jokes about, you know, people um, using date rape, uh, rape drugs and things of that nature, even though the title says stopping scumbags. And I very clearly um, state in the video, like, I, I, these people are, are low lives and, and, and all that, um, they, they need to be punished. And I fully get behind this idea that, you know, having anything to easily stop, uh, some, somebody from dropping some kind of anything into your drink, even if you just look away for a second, uh, is, is a positive change. And I can absolutely get behind that. And, but the, but the thing is, is when I have a guest, I'm trying to have a conversation with the guest, right? We're, there's, a, there's a certain level of entertainment value that comes that way as well. And what I wasn't prepared for was that people aren't going to watch the whole video. So they're, they are picking and choosing. You know, they're kind of just like, you know, when you watch the retention charts on YouTube, you can, I can kind of see like where people are skipping around in the video. So if you're not watching the whole thing, then you're not getting the whole message. And all you might be seeing is me with a smile on my face, them talking about a very serious topic. And, you know, it, 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 the conversation is just different when, uh, when you have a guest. So it's not my guest's fault. It's not my fault. It's just the nature of wanting to, you know, remember like, hey, we're creating a video. You know, it's supposed to be lighthearted. We're supposed to be positive. Uh, I want people to be happy and, and walk away with some knowledge, knowledge from, <laughs> from this, you know, from this video. So it, it just makes it very difficult to, uh, to be able to have a, have a good grip on the, the gravity of what's being said and, and, and all of that. So it's, it, it creates a bit of a, of a bit of a problem on my end. Um, the other thing, uh, the other, so the other thing is, is when I have a guest, the videos end up being longer. And what I've found is that the retention rate of those videos that are longer past 20, 25 minutes, tends to be a lot less. Now, YouTube apparently does not mind that since it's a longer video. They understand that like, hey, not everyone's going to watch a 40-minute video. So if you can just get them to watch 10 or 15 minutes of that video, 
cool. We're, you know, we're good, you know, depending on that. So there's a, there's a side of that of me that says, well, when I create shorter videos by myself, uh, especially in this newer format that I've been using for the, uh, for the reaction videos, my retention rate is way higher by like tens of points, tens of percentage higher. Uh, and the comments and the like button are, are more fluent and, and flow more freely. I get more comments. I get more, more likes, uh, on those videos when it's just me, especially because I feel like when I have a guest on unless, and it's not that I won't necessarily ever have a guest on the last guest I had on was, um, was Clay Groves. He's a fish guy, does the fish nerds podcast. And we talked all about this. You know, we did this, um, pitch that was about for an animated lore that, you know, was on shark tank. So I wanted to bring in somebody who actually fishes and actually could talk to this and, and, and all that. So, that you know that was cool, but that video ended up being over forty minutes. And yeah, I could go and clip it down and and edit it, uh, but we're, I'm trying to move so quick with the with the content release now with here with the entrepreneurs and and clipping these down into their own videos that it's not necessarily what I I want to you know I don't want to sp- I, I want to spend my time learning and I want to spend my time helping others you know work in in my group mastermind or. One on one on their businesses, you know, and and helping others through these videos rather than spending time editing, you know, spending all my time in editing because no matter no amount of edit no amount of editing will ever change the fact that people, um, you know, there's only so much entertainment that can come out of this this view, right? And and you know, it's not like I'm vlogging off of a helicopter or something crazy like on my private jet or something to that effect. Um, so I, I want you, uh, so yeah, so, so those are the things, right? So it's, it's, I can't control the situation, um, as well. I can't, um, I, you know, I can't control the time, the length as well without like cutting off my guest and I, you know, so I, I, and, and just the, the overall message, right? I think the messaging, and I talk about this all the time for businesses, right? Know who your target audience is, create the content for that target audience, create the messaging for that target audience and, and stay and try to stay in that lane. And when I have guests, particularly Larry, I feel like when I got, cause Larry's hilarious and, and we get along really well. But when, when I look back at the videos, you know, I feel like the messaging is maybe a little blurry because this isn't really an entertainment channel this is a entrepreneur learning channel right this is about learning and getting better at your craft right at building your business for your needs and for your family's needs and uh that's that's what this is really all about so you know when i'm trying to create um content and i have somebody else and we're like oh we're having you know we start joking and stuff like that the messaging I think gets a little blurred and, and all of a sudden it doesn't hit its target as well. And the views, the like button, the dislike button and the comments show it. So I made the difficult decision to go solo going forward. And so, so far I've enjoyed it. Uh, I've, I've, 
I very much enjoyed it. I mean, I love having guests. I love having those conversations. Uh, I love, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing some more interviews coming up here. I have uh, quite a few businesses that uh, have been in the Shark Tank coming on to the channel uh, in the coming weeks here. So get get subscribed for those. But yeah, I you know, when it comes to the reaction, the reaction videos, I, I think going forward, you're mostly going to see me unless I unless I come across a a product that I'm like, I have a really good guest that I could bring on for this and like get really in depth about. Uh, you got you got me. It's me. <laughs> I'm here. And uh, and 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 yeah, so we'll we'll see. And I'll, I have some other ideas that I can bring Larry back for. I, you know, Larry came and did the uh, uh, I heart my uh, negative comments video with me. He 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 read the negative comments. I responded to those negative comments and and all that. So you know, I got other I got other things up my sleeve that we'll uh, we'll utilize some of my friends and guests for in the future. Uh, but I really appreciate you watching. I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you learning. And I know I didn't get to all the articles of the day. Uh, I had to find some um, some other articles to to bring uh, to the table. I have some bigger articles that I want to read and digest. And I'd love to hear more about what you want in the comments uh, down below because you know, do you like me reading the whole, th the whole story? I know I also post this as a podcast, the super Joe Pardo show. You can get that wherever you get your pot. Uh, I hate when I see people say when it, wherever you get your pies, you, I, wherever, uh, not wherever, uh, you can get it on your favorite podcast player or app. Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I appreciate you all watching and listening. Uh, and I, I hope we're having a great time here. Uh, so again, let me know in the comments, if you have any questions about your business or about the show or about how my process of how I go about doing this stuff, you know, please feel free to, to write it in the comments below and I will respond to it. Uh, I'll probably do a video here as part of the entrepreneur entrepreneurs. And, uh, yeah, I, I will see you all or, uh, speak with you all tomorrow, uh, probably back at the normal time, 10, 10 AM tomorrow. Uh, have a great day. Uh, and, and I appreciate you take care.